Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are here today to talk about inclusive leadership and how it starts with you. Welcome today to our very awesome, cool guest, Dr. Steve Iacovelli. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hello, Wendy. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you. We also have JC, our co-host, coming in from upstate New York. Hey, JC. Wendy's Sellers, the HR lady. It's a pleasure to be back here. Guess what? I've got a little write-up on Dr. Steve. Do you mind if I read it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Dr. Steve. I love everything you're about to say already. (laughs) Let me tell you right away, if I get any of this wrong, it's your job to correct me. Please jump in right away. Dr. Steve Iacovelli is a renowned speaker and consultant specializing in diversity, inclusion, and leadership. He owns Top Dog Learning Group, LLC, based in Orlando, Florida, and works with a diverse range of clients from Fortune 5 million companies to not-for-profits and universities. With over 25 years of experience, he blends academic theory with practical strategies to create more inclusive workplaces and promote business success. Steve is also known as the Gay Leadership Dude for his expertise in LGBTQIAAP+ leadership concepts back to you that was awesome nice. thank you wow steve i i feel like i should like bow down right now and oh, maybe gosh. you know pay you some money or something like thanks for bringing <laughs> thanks for bringing us up to the next level <laughs> thanks hey, no, gotta- I mean, I, that's a, a bit of a, a, a fluffy way of saying steve's been around a while <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no seriously you have an amazing uh background and website uh tell us a little bit you know just about yourself and how how did you get here how did you become um, the, you know, inclusivity and inclusive leadership expert. What's your background? I, I always hesitate. It's that, that imposter syndrome, an expert, but I guess I've been doing this for almost 30 years. So it, it, just by DNA, I guess I, I knew a few things, but I, um, I've been in the, the leadership diversity change management space pretty much my whole career. So three years, it's a lovely three years going on. Uh, but, uh, no, I was internal to several different companies. I worked at Disney for a while as an internal leadership consultant. I was an IBMer for uh, a couple of years as an external consultant. I was a professor at university of central Florida and some other places for like a hot minute. Um, but really started doing my own thing um, back in 2008. And as you remember, that was a really awesome time to start a business. But things <laughs> progressed pretty well. And uh, uh, we do work with larger uh, larger Fortune 500s, large not-for-profits. Um, I'm sitting here in Central Florida, uh, but I don't really have any clients here. They're all throughout North America as well as beyond. And it's just really fascinating to be that fly on the wall as an external consultant, just to see the different corporate cultures, to see how that impacts leadership and if effectiveness. And then, you know, I really started focusing my energy starting in my Disney days, really thinking about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then I morphed that into inclusive leadership and how we as leaders can be more inclusive for any of the others that were are in within our workplace. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, talking about just inclusive leadership, uh, 
You know, I, I just need to throw out a question. You know, anybody that listens to us knows that sometimes we get a little controversial, but you know, I want to, I want to make changes in the world. And what are your thoughts on what's going on in the United States right now? You know, we had a big switch from a couple of years ago. Okay. Everybody do DEI training and now companies seem to be afraid to even touch that. So give me some of your insights on that. Yeah. It, it's, it's really fascinating. Uh, I have. My business has been hit a little bit, of course, where some clients aren't canceling some of it. We do a lot of inclusive leadership programs as well, both virtually and in person. And some of our clients are saying, you know what, let's put a pin in that till next year. And 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 I think it's kind of fascinating. And to me, it's showing, quite honestly, who are more performative allyship uh, companies and organizations and those who are really, you know, they have that value of we embrace inclusivity and really back it and mean it. And and I think that's where I'm seeing all of our leaders have that conversation is you know, they're, they're, they're being shown the actual true uh, emphasis on how important this is to a business strategy. And it is a business strategy. Yes, it makes the world a better place. Of course it does. But it is a business imperative. And the companies that aren't stepping up to embrace uh, diversity, equity, inclusion are frankly going to not just hit their bottom line, hit their innovation area, they're going to lose their top talent because it's way too easy for folks to pick up their toys and virtually go elsewhere, depending, of course, on the role that you have within the business. And and, and people are looking and seeking companies that include that value of inclusivity. And I think it's a very telling time for the companies that are, are really behind it and those who are just like, yeah, it was a good tick box we had on our website. Awesome. I think JC has some stats he wants to share with us. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening, inclusive leadership can contribute significantly to the success of various areas of team procedures and performance. Companies who thrive at making employees feel included reported 17% higher perceived team performance, 20% higher decision-making quality, and 29% higher collaboration rates, Wendy. Well, gee, I don't know. Uh, Do we want our team to um, have better decision-making collaborate more together so if somebody doesn't walk out the door because they feel like they're being excluded yes 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 we want all of this so steve tell our listeners uh you know you know what would be the first step that you would do if they called you and said ah i need help with inclusivity <laughs> you know we, we kind of had that that due diligence conversation and, and get a feel of the landscape within the workplace culture and and so you know how inclusive is the workplace in general yes they might have the oh here's our mission vision values and they speak to that but what are the values that are actually lived and we do our kind of um, you know nancy drewing if you will or, or jane goodalling you know anthropologist kind of thing to really get a, a true sense on, on how inclusive the workplace is it could be from the policies that are out there it could be from who's sitting in your senior your suite uh, out there? What do they look like, demographically speaking? What does the rest of the teams look like? And so really just starting to get a feel for where are we starting with it, that inclusivity journey, and then where do they realistically want to go? I, I will say one of my my favorite experiences uh, in my professional career was having worked at IBM and, and really gotten elbows deep into change management. Because any of these projects that we do at Top Dog Learning Group, whether it be you know a, a leadership development program or something around uh, creating a more inclusive workplace, it's a change management project. Uh, so you have to have both training, you have to have communication, you have to have executive sponsorship. How are you measuring the impact and you'll know where how you got there. And so we kind of take that approach to it. Some clients love that. Some clients are like, ooh, you're going to actually measure the results. We just really wanted a performative tick box.
box and said, yay, Gator should do this team came in. We're done. It's like, no, that's not how this works. And I've actually turned down some clients who didn't want to embrace that, that really, you know, come to insert deity of power here that you know, this is a time for you to, to be a better organization. And if you're not willing to do the work, that's not where we want to stick around. I love it. I love that you say, bye, go find somebody else that'll take your money. I do the same thing. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening to episode one of five. It's a five-part series on inclusive leadership today. Up in our next episode, we're going to cover why so many people fail, crash, and burn as inclusive leaders or just leaders in general. And as a reminder, at Aurora Training Advantage, subscribers of the podcast can earn HRCI and SHRM credits. So check it out on their website, auroratrainingadvantage.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.